All right, so I was I had stopped because I had wanted to point out that there was like, as I was talking about synchronicities, there was like this huge big, big sync girl like traveling across the screen. And as I was talking about, you know, symbols, you know, being able to kind of like pull you into like different um, mindsets, you know, I was seeing like a, um, you know, like a, like a little window, like a circle with like a plus sign going through it. And I was like, cause that's like a big, huge symbol for me. One, which I interpret as very positive, you know, but then at the same time, I was trying to record on the screen, the juxtaposition to that, which on the screen, it was like a, a clock. And, you know, I wanted, for me, the juxtaposition was that, wow, what like this, like visual to kind of show, like, to give people this visual reference between, you know, the thing that they interpret as the matrix, like the clock, versus the thing that represents like more universal, um, 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 like constructs. And, you know, to the extent that symbology, you know, is representative of a lot of information, like for me, the plus sign is like a big one, like the like the, that's a big one, and so I feel like that's what I'm trying to represent here. Like the circle is a big one. Like the circle is is like for me. I there's like a process I have in place. Again, another synchro going across the screen, which you know I can't plan this. It's not my TV, so I just gotta. Well, all right. So that it won't cut. Oh darn! I have to take the picture though. I gotta take the picture. All right. All right, so here's a picture. There we go. There we go. All right, so there. All right, so there. So that's a synchro. That's a synchro because, as you'll see later, I took a picture of the screen. I took a picture of the screen, and I'll explain what it is. It's a carousel on the left side. The carousel, you know, it's a circle with eight even part portions. And then right next to it, it is, oh, goodness gracious, it's a clock. And it looks like the clock is like at 1140. And then there's like a spaceship on top of the clock, like suck, sucking it up. And, you know, there's just so much. Oh, man, it's just so many interesting visuals here, which I had never previously even picked up on. So, yeah, like I'm kind of watching it and I'm like, All right, so I've ingested that, and you know, so I'll have to take another picture. That's the only way it's gonna make sense. All right. Since I know now that I can't video while I'm taping, at least under the current setup, I can't. I have to just switch back and forth. I'm just gonna have to take a picture, as opposed to doing a video, and then I'll figure out how to do a reading while looking at the screen, you know, showing what's on the screen and then also kind of like talking about it. I'll have to, I'll figure it out. So anyway, I said that to say, going back to my family situation that during that time, um, you know, my father called and we were talking about, um, you know, what was going on. Um, you know, he was happy that he had spoken with my mom and, um, 
you know, so anyway, so we'd be talking about that. And then I hung up the phone. And then at some point, my sister texted me. And then, you know, I told her what happened, that they had spoken to each other. And, you know, we were expressing, you know, gratitude that that happened because there had been some technical difficulties in them being able to like, you know, talk to each other on the phone to do the video set up. And then, you know, under COVID, there were times that he had scheduled visits and they had to cancel. So it had become just really difficult for them to make any kind of connection. And so um, last night I got a call from uh, the, the, um, the home and, um, you know, well, no, I got a call from my father and he said, you know, Villa called. And he was like, you know, but I couldn't, you know, he said he couldn't pick up the phone. And so in that moment, you know, I initially, it didn't like super resonate with me, honestly, it didn't resonate with me. But then I kind of like, I remember kind of like stepping back from it a little bit. And I thought, the thought occurred to me, like, why, when they call, he had not been picking up the phone you know, and it also kind of like occurred to me that, you know, at some point, that is the reason for their call, that will be the reason for their call, you know, and I thought that, wow, okay, I need to step in here. Like, I need to intervene, like, I need to be the conduit, like the the medium, you know, between these two, because, you know, it occurred to me why he didn't want to be the primary contact for basically like any of their calls because, you know, you wouldn't be able to distinguish one from the other. And he doesn't want to be the one to basically, you know, receive that any, you know, unfortunate news directly to him. And so I felt like, okay, I understood my role, stepping in and facilitating, you know, contact between them for as long as contact were possible, you know, I would facilitate that. Anyway, so I ended up going, I ended up calling the home immediately, called them immediately. And interestingly enough, it was late, it was late in the evening, you know, like six, like almost like six o'clock. And, and I remember thinking, wow, it's really late. And, but honestly, and this happened, like something kind of like nudged me to look again, like look again, look again. And, you know, and so when I looked again, I thought, you know, call back, like call back, you know, call back because, you know, until you find out what's going on, until you find out what's going on, call back because you don't, you don't know what happened. And so I'm calling back, I call back, you know, I talked to like the receptionist, the person that answers the phone and she was like, oh, do you know what wing that she's on? And, and in that moment, I honestly didn't know because usually it's like during the day and, you know, they seem to be a little bit more, they know where to route you to, but it was, maybe after hours and she was like, oh, she needed to know where to transfer my call to. And in that moment, it occurred to me, oh, I need to find out what, where to request to be transferred to next. Anyway. And so, but the next place I expected to be transferred to a nurse and that's not what happened. You know, like I was transferred and the next voice I heard was my mother's and she was like, hello, hello. So apparently what happened is that, you know, the first person I called transferred the call and then they, you know, allowed my mom to speak directly, which means that she must have been standing right there. Like she must have been standing right there. And so, 
anyway, it occurred to me like, okay, that was great because I got, you know, directly to her in a moment of clarity. Like, you know, she was requesting to speak to, you know, my father on her own, on her own initiative. And so I felt very comfortable facilitating a call under those circumstances, you know? So anyway, so I did, I ended up doing a three-way call and the two of them got to talk to each other directly. And I'm assuming for the first time and like, a long, a long time for them, for the two of them, it was a long time. So anyway, so, and at some point during the call, you know, my father was like, Oh, you know, can let me talk to your mom, just me and your mom. And I was happy to do that. You know, I was happy to do that, you know, to step away from the call and to let them have their privacy and to have their, let them have their moment. And so anyway, so I was really happy to facilitate that. And by the end of the call, you know, I heard them, you know, as I was, you know, making sure that I, you know, it was at least understanding somewhat I wasn't like listening but I would had like you know so it was like you know they were like you know I love you I love you and then you know they gave each other a kiss like you know like that and then they hung up the phone and then I hung up the phone and so anyway so then this morning my sister texted me and I won't read her text but I will just read her my text back to her because I do again just want to demonstrate this synchronicity all right, so the text that I read back to her, and I'll, I'll paraphrase too, because I don't want to reveal completely, you know, stuff that either of my parents would consider private. So, you know, so I just said, I said, yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday. Last night, he called saying that, you know, the place tried to reach him, but he missed the call. I finally realized you know, one of the reasons he doesn't want to take that call. And then, you know, that's where it occurred to me that, you know, what I was saying earlier, it occurred to me that, you know, he doesn't want to be the one to receive that call, you know, like now he's in that apartment where they used to live alone, you know, and he doesn't want to receive quote unquote that call, you know, directly from the place. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's when I realized I needed to step in and be like the intermediary so that I could kind of serve as the buffer between the two of them in terms of, you know, their health status. And, you know, anyway, so I don't want to go on too long, but um, I did want to I did want to finish reading because there's, there's another point. And so then and this is what I said. I said, yeah, I said the good thing is this time he called me to let me know they had called. I then called Villa immediately. At first, they did not answer, so I had to call again. Anyway, I called back, the receptionist answered, I told her what happened. Next, Ma was on the phone. She asked about everybody. She then asked me to tell Daddy to call her. This time, I called him on a three-way call. They got to talk a few minutes. They, they both seemed so happy to talk to one another. Then I said, I think I'll arrange that more. In-person and phone calls do not seem to be working right for them slash him, period. So anyway, and then, you know, in the next text, I mean, my, my sister was just like, oh man, that's so great. She's like, so glad you thought to do the three-way call. And I hope she doesn't mind. She's a very private person, but I hope she doesn't mind me divulging that because it's, you know, it's generic. Like, you're right. Thank goodness you thought to do that three-way call. And then I said, girl, yes, same 
here. And then I said, honestly, I feel like I can't even take credit. It felt divinely inspired. I felt nudged. And then I put, you know, an exclamation point. And, um, you know, pray, praying hands. And then her response was, oh, wow, period, amen. Two exclamation points. And then I put, indeed, exclamation point, praying hands. Okay, so I will not go into it now because the, the re this recording is getting too long. But in another instance, I will record the operative word, which is nudged. The connection between feeling divinely inspired and nudged. Because if you, and this is me speaking from my truth, if you grew up in certain households and in certain ways and believe in certain things that truly feel divinely inspired to you, you understand what it feels like to be quote unquote nudged. You know what that feels like and you know that is not a quote unquote scary experience. That is not a scary experience. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't even exist if it were a quote unquote scary experience, because in these instances, these are like your ancestors. <laughs> like these are your ancestors essentially trying to reach you, you know? Like why would they then make this like a scary experience? They want you to hear them. They want you to do something. So they're presenting that information in a way that doesn't feel scary to you. In fact, it's presented in a way that will prompt you to act, to do something. It's intended to prompt an action. So they make it very straightforward and understandable, you know? So in my mind, the connection, the synchro there for me, you know, is the fact that like, you know, you know, me in my, you know, 54 year old self right now may not understand like the, like the impact it was having on my parents not to be able to talk to each other, you know, all these technical issues that we in this modern day and age take for granted, you know what I mean? Oh, technical difficulties, oh, let's reschedule, da, 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 da. That for an elderly person, especially for an elderly couple who've been married for years and years and years and years, you know, who've known each other since they were kids, who are being, you know, separated, you know, for the first time in their lives, essentially, you know, communication wise, all they want to do is talk to each other. Like they just want the confirmation of one another. Like, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know, whatever, you know, like I was, you know, the part that I heard of their conversation, like they were asking each other very, very, very caring questions, you know? So anyway, so I felt like it occurred to me in that moment, you know, to facilitate the communication immediately, facilitate the communication immediately. And, you know, I felt like I connected them and I, I was glad to, be, to facilitate that. I was glad to be the medium, the conduit, the, the source, whatever you want to call it, to allow that to happen. And so, well, that's what I mean when I say divinely inspired, you know, because I feel like, you know, the weight of the day might have dictated like, oh, you know, we'll reschedule out, you know, it's late, you know, they didn't answer the first time. Okay, we'll call them on Monday, you know, stuff like that, you know, I may have, may have otherwise taken for granted. Like, I feel like when I'm like nudged, when I'm nudged, when I say nudged, I mean like mentally nudged, 
to like look at that whole scenario from a completely different in, in perspective that seems to when that inspiration seems to come from somewhere out of my own outside the limits of my own mind like I feel like that's what I would refer to as divinely inspired you know especially when that divine inspiration leads to such a beautiful moment like that like to me I feel like whether or not it's divinely inspired is also tied to the result. You know what I mean? Like how you don't necessarily know if it was a divinely inspired thought or if it was, you know, kind of like godly inspiration, unless I feel like that divine inspiration leads to something beautiful like that, you know? So for me, I feel like that's kind of become my marker and my dividing point, you know, just in terms of, you know, portions of this synchronization ability, whatever you want to call it, insight, you know, I feel like I feel authorized to speak at those types of intersections when I feel like I can speak to the synchronization and the divinely inspired thought leading to something like that. You know what I mean? Because I feel like how can anyone question my right to speak on these matters from my perspective, based on these facts and this knowledge. Like, it's not, I feel anyone else's right to even question the internal, like, the authorization I feel internally. Like, that, I feel that that doesn't even factor to, into the equation. Like, it's just, it's like, whether or not anyone else believes you, it's just so not a part of the journey, I realized. Like, I feel like it was an epiphany to realize that, you know, it's like living your dream is about like feeling authorized in many ways to kind of like completely stretch out your wings, like completely, like completely, completely, completely. And I don't know, it's like just then this TikTok image just came to mind of that, that um, ego, like standing in the middle of those people and like just kind of like stretching its wings and like just like look at me you know like I'm like oh my goodness that's kind of like certain in terms of symbols and symbology type stuff that's that was so huge like so huge like look at me and then you know what I mean like and just kind of taking in that moment when people realize you know one's you know the magnificence you've always felt within it's like yes you know look upon me kind of thing Anyway, I'll stop there. I'm diverging. Okay. I was just about to do another recording, and then I um, the thought occurred to me to try to explain how this inspiration happens and kind of like the internal validation system. So from what I can gather, it's like, um, like facts from my personal life are used to validate the information coming in. Because it's like only I know that the information is from like a valid source because it's associated with like a fact or occurrence or experience from my life that I associate with positive. It's like a positive experience for me. And so that's how I can like accept the information coming in. And so I felt like I wanted to get that out because I had recently made some recordings about, you know, you know, when information is coming from unauthorized sources, 
you know, if it's an unauthorized source, well, what does that look like? You know, and I think there's some like very recent incidents and imagery that shows you what that looks like. You know, and like I said in a prior recording, that event should be looked at and interpreted as literally as it was displayed before you. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. So anyway, so what I'm trying to advocate for is to kind of like, you know, almost like <laughs> stay within your lane, so to speak. And that, you know, if you are a person, it's like, like me, I'm like, well, you know, I was really confused for a long time when these messages messages to me felt divinely inspired. That's what it felt like to me. But I could never like get it out. Like I could never get it out. It was always something happening. And so I'm just now beginning to understand like, well, there were some additional, you know, tests I needed to pass, so to speak. Like you had some additional lessons to learn. And, you know, for me, the lesson being, well, when I had that incident happen with my mother and my father and I felt nudged, I felt which, you know, was, it felt divinely inspired to me and it had this really beautiful result. And that was where the connection happened for me. It was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, the part when people start having, you know, these types of, you know, visions or insight interpretations, what have you, I think the part where people, you know, it starts to feel like, uh-uh, you know, that's not for me is when you, you have cases that the other is true, where people are having things, you know, they may not understand all of what's involved here. And so they start getting good results from without understanding the source. And then that allows other things to come in. And so I want to distinguish that type of experience from an experience that I'm speaking of, which is, you know, me giving numerous specific examples of when I felt truly authorized to speak on these matters and it truly felt divinely inspired. And so I think that's what I wanted to distinguish and I wanted to get that out and I'll continue to make the tapes um, because there, there was a really, really good message that just came in. But I'm writing this one down first to try to get my thoughts organized and then I'll record it.